Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. Whoa, I'm Justin. And welcome to another episode of, I think, the most riveting, mm. the most self-aware, the most positive, and... The most humble? You know what? I, too, am extraordinarily humble podcast that you'll ever dip your ears into. So welcome. It's an honor to have you here, and it's an honor to be wherever you are. Yes. Indeed. In your ears. It's an honor for you to let us come in your ears. Is you know, what we're trying to say. I don't think I could have said that any better. Thank you. And I think it's really special that we all had this moment because that's what matters, you know? That's and that's what, what friends are for. And that is truly what friends are for at the end of the day. So yeah. this is a grand day because any day you and I can record something that can go out on the internet and ultimately, you know, haunt us in the future is a good day. You know, that's right. Anything that can go out and be consumed by tens of people is a good day for everyone. Yeah. You know, I sometimes think about that. My, uh, wonderful neighbor, um, just a couple weeks ago goes, Hey, uh, I, we were on a road trip. And so I thought I'd pull up, a. Uh, your podcast and listen to it and I immediately went because <laughs> I know how you feel about this and it's never I get it but it also has never made sense to me the fact that you're like yeah let's do this podcast I don't want to tell anyone I know about this well that's the thing is like she's <laughs> such a sweet lady she's so nice and we and just said horrible. we're coming in your ear right now like I just you know I'm like wait how did you mean that I meant it like we're we're arriving yeah. From a climax standpoint. Exactly. We're arriving through fluid into your ears, you know? How many more times can we hammer that home throughout the episode? I don't know, man, but let's let's put a counter up there. <laughs> See what we can do. <laughs> and we're off. And we're off and running. Yeah, but she no, was I like, hey, I listened. And I was yeah. like, ah, which one? Which which one did you listen to? She goes, oh, I just picked one. She goes, I think it was around the time Natalie's born. I'm like, uh, just... Just be careful, okay? Just, just be careful because. Tread lightly. And I was like, I felt, I felt really uncomfortable. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't. For-. See, if it's someone that it's for, I don't mind. Uh-huh. Like, if someone right. would appreciate it, but it's like, you know, sweet, sweet woman, you know, and right. just, you know, just like uh, her kids are all like, I think the the youngest is like eighteen. And he's really into video games, and like he recently asked Jill, like, "Hey, what's uh." What's Doug's uh, Twitch? <laughs> What's he stream? I was like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't come to that. He shouldn't come to this at all. Or should he? Because he is the prime demographic for us. I don't think that he is. I don't think oh, that really? he is. 
I don't okay. think that's our prime demographic. But uh, oh, you mean he's a nice human being? <laughs> well, I don't think eighteen-year-olds are really our our uh, bailiwick. You know what I mean? You know? I don't know. We make a lot of fart jokes. We do, but I don't know if they're really. <laughs> I don't think it's a good fit, regardless. But I was like, ah, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to if you don't want to. That's cool. Like you're always welcome, but yeah. We do cater to grognards. You're right, Slotty. That's true. You're not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. we're so happy uh, to have you here with us. And just remember, you can always follow us on Spotify. If you're not listening to there now and you have Spotify, you can check us out there. As well as on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, through your Chrome browser, through all sorts of places you can find it. But just don't forget, we're there on Spotify. Don't forget to check out our merch is also available on teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. Got all of our good stuff there. You can check that out. As for the video game recommendation this week, all right, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to give you some inside baseball if you're listening. Um, we're recording this a day after our last episode, so it's only been a day. So I don't know what I'm going to be playing yet. <laughs> and I also can't comment... But- on the Among Us stream, other than I bet it was a fucking blast. So I was gonna say, I feel like we can say for sure whatever you're gonna be playing, it will be awesome. Mm-hmm. And whatever you played last weekend, it was a fucking blasty. And yeah. you should have been there if you weren't there. Exactly. Do you remember that thing that Slotty said? Yeah. In the when we called the emergency meeting, and he said, "You oh, you got to go back and watch it again." But it was yeah. fun. It was you amazing. It. it was a yeah. real treat, and you're welcome. So, yeah, we'll just assume what happened. We all lied. We all argued. We all, you know, wrongfully accused people and jettisoned them out into the void of space. But at the end of the day, we still love each other. You know? We're all still friends. We're all still friends. So. Boo. Boo. Wolfslore, hello and welcome back. Always good to see you, my friend. You are the newest member of this MindGet family, and we are happy you're here. The the M the MGU. Gotcha. I just Slotty just said, remember when Justin and Noah fucked, and that's as far as I got, and I was like, hold on, what? Remember when Justin and oh, Noah yeah. f- fucked the whole game? I'm like, also pause, like what? Uh when they fucked the whole game when they went on that horrific murder spree. There you go. Right? Now it makes sense. Murder death killed, and then uh, fuck me, Slotty. Exactly. Happened. And then that yeah. happened. One of my favorite things, as I've said this before, is quotes out of context. There's oh, yeah. so many times that people say something. I'm like, can we just do a hard stop right there and just <laughs> breathe in what this what this says, what this means, like just out of context. It's one of the best things in the world. It you made me so first happy. introduced that to me when we worked back at the assignment desk, and that yeah. was when we first met each other. I had never really heard the concept of quotes out of context. I'm sure I had somewhere, but never put like that or specifically called out when they happen. Yeah, and it uh, it has in the in the time since become one of my favorite things. Because I absolutely love it. Once you start thinking that way, it you find quotes out of context everywhere. It's the same thing like photos out of context, too. Right. It's like it could be this really serious thing, but out of context, it could be fucking hilarious. Like, right. It's amazing. It's like, wait, what is happening here? I don't know the context. <laughs> and that actually makes it magical, you know? Right. It's the best. It's the best goddamn thing in the world. I feel like whatever is happening in this photo probably shouldn't be happening in this photo. Yeah. Until I know what's happening, and then I'm going to go, no, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that makes tracks. sense. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, so, Justin, ghosts. What do you think about them, huh? Are they bullshit? I thought I had a ghost thing on here. <laughs> I guess I don't. I guess you don't. 
Boinks. Uh, guys we fuck around we have a good time we do hey we fuck around uh so there was this um there was this thing that was sent to us um it was a video it's like spooky moment ghosts appear to run across the gettysburg field at night i'm gonna post this in the chat right now Mm -hmm. so you all can see it um yeah and I'd you know if you guys want to take a moment to watch it, it's only fifty five seconds, and uh, you can definitely sound off live if you're if you're listening to this. Just go to YouTube and Google um, Gettysburg ghosts run across road, and you'll see like all of these. I think it's really important to note that you need to watch something that's there's a whole bunch of different ones of these that are different lengths. Try to find the one that's as closest to as to a minute as possible because I think that's really important. Because the initial video I saw of this, it's just it it's like okay, I, I guess that could kind of be spooky. But when you see the full closer to a minute, you're like, well, I see what the problem is here. Oh, you're talking about the one that was like 15 seconds. Yeah, it's like Got whoa. It. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that kind of looks weird. But then when you back it up, you're like, oh, I can see what the real problem here is. Again, specters out of context. Right or ghost out of context? Ghost out of context. Yeah, um, I made it unnecessarily hard. Um, but yeah, like it's here's the thing. I let's just let's start let's start here and see where we each go. Yeah, just general stances on ghosts. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start there. What, like, what is your general stances on ghosts? I'm gonna approach it the same way that I approach most supernatural things. Um, Married with Gaming goes, why is the video always so shitty? That's also a key point in this. Uh, Wolf's Lore, we're going to get to that in just a minute, man. You're you're heading right in the right direction. Um, but my, my general stance is, probably like most conspiracy theories and most other fantastical things in the world, boy, it'd be cool if it was true, you know? Because it's way more interesting to think that there are spirits or souls of people that are still lingering around this world. Because honestly, there's a little bit of relief in that, right? Because if there's a spirit hanging around, that means there's some kind of afterlife, right? So Whether or not it contains consciousness, though. Whether or not it contains a happiness, <laughs> you know, also hard to understand. Just, is it just ectoplasm just kind of floating along? Sure. You're just bored. You're stuck in one spot. Whenever you try to leave, you just get teleported back to the same place. It's like, you're stuck here. You're here to haunt this place until the wrong has been righted. Like that. Right. I, I would love to believe that because I find it way more fascinating. I mean, think of all the movies we've seen that have ghosts, you know, Ghostbusters, Ghost Dad, you know, the ghost of Hiroshima. The movie Ghost. The movie Ghost. How could I right. miss that one, right? Come on, um, yeah. Ghost in a Shell, you know, like right. there's all these amazing you know ideas of that sort of stuff which are fascinating but you know vampires are also pretty cool on paper also you know be nice if you know that was a thing um just prove vampires i can't you're right i don't have empirical proof that they don't exist therefore they do (laughs) we're getting somewhere trap i trapped you um i i'd like to think that you know again it would be it would be fascinating, right? Because that to me leads just fuels my curiosity of like, there's, there's more that we don't understand out there. 
and there's right. more fantastical because the other the other side of that is like they don't exist you die and it's over right and that's Which is a very sad thought it's sad yeah. and it's boring there's nothing exciting right. about that um so i get the whole like oh my god it would be cool if there was um it adds like a little more meaning right because oh man this house is old it's like it sure is and guess what it's just old there's nothing else about it that shit creaks there's rats that live in your place there's all sorts of stuff ah someone was murdered here i'm like yeah and their body's gone now but i don't think they're hanging around you know sorry like that's that's my typical thing i sound like a real asshole when it comes to it but honestly if if someone were to show me something that was like okay (laughs) this is really kind of off-putting or this is this will pique my curiosity i'm all for it you know what i mean like i'm all for you know i'm open but it's better be pretty convincing because i because you pulled up a compilation of spooky ghost videos and they were all horse shit it was all stuff where it's like people are just fucking around here like bigfoot you know yeah like let's Let's just see what we can do to generate some spooky vibes. Or maybe they were just fucking around and someone was like, see, this is evidence of real stuff. And it's like, all right, okay, fair enough. How about you? Yeah, I, uh, conversely, um, I I can't uh, definitively say that there are or are not ghosts. Obviously, I don't have empirical evidence to prove it. Therefore, they both do and do not exist at the same time. They're the Schrodinger's cat of existence. Exactly. Um, but I, uh, I, I will say that I, I, I have bore witness to some weird shit. I, I can't recall specifics, but like, I've seen weird shit happen. Unexplainable shit. I've seen videos of unexplainable shit where I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it wasn't CG. It wasn't whatever. The ones that we watched the other day were absolute dog shit and yeah. completely it just make you angry watching them. Cause like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, it's someone who really wanted to go viral, yeah. but I have, I have seen other stuff. You've heard stories of there's just too much. It's the same way I feel about aliens. I just sit there and go, there's just no way that it's not, there's not some form of truth to it. Now, whether it is a Casper, the friendly ghost type thing, if it's a Slimer type situation, I don't know, you know, if it's a poltergeist thing. I don't know what the 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 you know the meat and potatoes of it is, but I am inclined to believe that there is some sort of uh, something on that spectrum exists, like apparitions or things moving, spirits coming back through. I do think there's some validity to that. I'll say. Um. I get what you're saying. I feel like it's not an apples to apples thing like with aliens because with aliens it seems like there's more science behind the uh, the concept that there would be life that does exist out there versus ghosts. Right, but regard. I'm saying as far as like not having evidence to prove that. I, it's Fair. one of those where sure there's you can look and say statistically speaking it's very likely but you're still guessing. You're sure. still saying at at some point cuz even scientists disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. And at some point the scientists have to go I just in my gut, I, I know I feel like this is true. Yeah. Like, you know, because there are scientists who go, well, actually, I can make these numbers say the opposite thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, I, yes, yeah. it's not apples to apples, but yeah. I am I'm in my gut. I feel like I'm like, there's I just feel like there's something. Yeah. And I would like that to be true, because, sure. again, it opens up a whole realm of possibilities, you know, about our about our life, you know, and, and things that happen. Um 
and I think that as horrible it was as it would be to be a ghost wandering the planes of existence, you know, um, at least you could be like, well, it's it's possible that there's something right. else there, you know, like, I don't know. There's part of me that feels like it might be kind of fun to be a ghost, depending on how much, uh, how much, uh, you know, is available to you. <laughs> like how much autonomy do you have? Can you just like fuck with people? Cause I feel like that'd be fun for a couple millennia. Yeah. Uh, Married with Gaming says, I will say I've had some strange experiences in my life, one involving a photo taken of my grandmother's casket and what appeared to be her spirit standing next to it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of that stuff out there, and uh, I don't want to shit on anybody's experience or anything like that because I didn't personally experience it, but I think it's more fun to think about the what-ifs in those situations. I kind of liken it to, like, what if we won the lottery, you know, sort of situation, playing fantasies. And that sort of stuff. So by no way am I saying that photo is bullshit. I didn't see it. I wasn't there. I don't know. But um, it's just one of those things where I think people want to believe it so much because it's an explanation to something that's weird that's happening. You know? Because well, it's what's an explanation, but it's also not because I feel like there's a bunch of other people who do want to explain it away, and they're going to look for every possible rational explanation. I would make the devil's advocate argue it that aren't those people just as delusional as the people who think of ghosts are real because they're looking for every possible reason to explain that ghosts aren't real. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's, there's some discomfort in the unknown, right? If you can't explain something, that's, that's, that's a horrible state to be in as a human being. Right. Oh yeah. You're like, what's just happening? Like, I don't know. And it's like, and your brains are like, well, we have to, so there has to be something has to fill that blank. Right. Because if we don't feel that blank, it's a horrifying concept, you know? Take it from a micro level. When you watch a movie and it's left ambiguous, there's a little part of you that's like, but wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you just so need you to take know. that on a mortality level. Yeah. You're just like, I just saw something. I heard something in the woods. Like, something's whatever. And, it, and weird stuff happens, right? You know, there's things that you can't explain and... It, sometimes it's the most unlikely thing, right? And it's like, yeah. I think that's that's what's challenging is we want to believe the fantastical because it's more interesting than the mundane. Or there's just some shit that'll happen that we'll never be able to explain because the circumstances for which it happened is just too weird, right? Like, I'm in a house. My house is haunted. You know, I, I came to the kitchen one day and there was things that were knocked over. All the spices, the spike rack. It was it was knocked over, and I don't have a cat, and I don't have a dog, and we were gone all day. What happened? Well, unbeknownst to you, there's a squirrel nest in your house, and squirrels got out and knocked it over. But you didn't see that, so you wouldn't know that. And it's like, you know, that's a dumb example, I know. I know it's a stupid example, all right? But the idea of... there's First off, there's I know it was a misspeak, but there's a spike rack that you have in your kitchen... And yeah, full spikes. There's also, there's also a nest of squirrels in your home that mm-hmm. you're unaware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's so much more plausible than the point being is that weird shit like that would happen. You would never think, you know, what's here is squirrels, you know, because you don't know they exist. You don't know that they're there. Squirrels did it. You wouldn't know that. So it's like, so much, so what caused much- this? And so you go ghosts because you wouldn't think squirrels. You know what I mean? This is like a I bad would- math like equation is what this is i would love for there to be a person who explained everything with school well squirrels like that's that there's anytime anyone says well it has to be ghosts he's like what about squirrels 
That's just his go-to explanation. Spice rack plus squirrels equals ghosts. <laughs> equals ghosts. <laughs> that math checks out, man. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. He blew the lid off of this. Fuck you, ghosts. Uh, Wolf's Lore says, have you heard of the uh, Flannan Isle Lighthouse disappearance? You said... Uh, it was a case in the early 1900s where three experienced lighthouse keepers mysteriously disappeared from the aisle they were stationed on. They had no way to get off. Uh, dinner was set and chairs were flipped over like they left in a hurry. No coats or anything during a storm. They found a diary which was filled with weird passages in it. They never solved what happened to them. I mean, if they're on a lighthouse, was it an island? The Flannan Isles, so I have to assume it's an island, right? I would think that by definition that is what that is, yes. Guys, I just solved the case. I solved it. They went into the ocean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so while we wait for the answer for that, but... Uh, I just gave the answer. <laughs> true. Now, it... it Squirrels. <laughs> I didn't want to go there that early, you know. But. On that island, yeah. <laughs> All right, see, that one was weird because it's a nest of snakes, okay? <laughs> Which is totally different. <laughs> right. Threw a wrench in it. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. That's why the snakes came out. They freaked out. They ran away from their dinner. You know, one of they're all petrified. They slipped. They right. fell into the ocean. They hit their head on the rocks. They bled out while sharks ate them. The end. Agreed. This is also in, like, what, the early 1900s? They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't know how to survive. They didn't know what they were doing. When, when did, yeah, when did this happen? When uh, disp- Disappearances in the year 1900. No one knew how to investigate shit. What are you talking about? Um. So back to this Gettysburg video. Yeah. So now that we've established where both of us stand on ghosts. Um, and again, in the chat, please feel free. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, feel free to sound off of if you, you your thoughts on ghosts. I know you guys have been talking here. And listeners listening to the podcast, you know, hit us up on social media. Give us your thoughts on on why or why not ghosts. What do you think of that as well? But this Gettysburg's, Gettysburg uh, ghost thing, <clears throat> initially, yes, it does look like if you watch the 15-second clip, it looks like there is some sort of a spirit or specter or something coming across a field in front of some cannons as a car is driving down the road and they've got their headlights on. And uh, it looks like this this thing moves about, I don't know, like five or ten feet, and then it just kind of disappears. And I would be willing to buy that until you back it up and you see the full minute version of it. And you see this car just beginning to drive down the street. And there is very clearly an impurity on the window. It's either moisture or it's like somewhere where the glass is warped or something. And the light is bouncing off of it. You see this happen at the beginning of the video. Then in that same spot on the windshield, you see it happen again. Yeah. And after you see that, it's really hard to convince yourself that this is anything more than, and all the comments that Doug was reading to us when we were initially looking at this, all of them were like, uh, yeah, it's a smudge on the windshield. What are we looking at here? Well, if you want to talk about like the percentages of likes to dislikes on these uh, videos, they're, uh, they're pretty low. <laughs> Pretty low in the high in the dislikes, low in the likes. Um, yeah. it's uh, it, it's one of those things where um, the first time I watched it, I literally was like, I didn't see it. Where is it? 
I'm like, it's here. And I'm like, where? And I'm like, that's a smudge. <laughs> that's a smudge on the window. Like, that's yeah. just, I don't, I don't, I don't see what we're talking about here. So, um, and Wolf's Lore brought up, or was it Married with Gaming, was like, why are these, why is the camera footage always so shitty? <laughs> right. Like, people know that you have, like, a 4K device in your fucking pocket. Like, yeah. everyone knows this, right? If not, I'd like to right now do a, a public service announcement and say, guys, you can change your settings on your camera. You've got a 4K device in your pocket. Go yeah. ahead and record it that. Yeah. Just or just you know again he's recording inside his dirty from his from his car in a dirty window right with lights on at night it's poorly lit that's always when the ghosts come out is when it's poorly lit you know what i mean like well yeah they can't be seen Doug it's like a leprechaun what no that's not how it works ghosts, ghosts are like leprechauns all right now tell me more do your math on how ghosts equal leprechauns right so most <laughs> most leprechauns <laughs> I don't know I've got nothing on that yeah I'm not even going to begin to try Wolf's Lore says the, that's the easiest answer but with lighthouse keepers they had rules what people don't break rules I see people speeding all the time Wolf's Lore there are always three of them <laughs> it's like the Sith plus one, one I'll was... show you when the chips are down <laughs> yeah right I'll show you what happens <laughs> they will eat each other one was always to remain in the lighthouse, no matter what happened. It's like a, uh, a a truck full of money. One guy has to be in there at all times. He can't right. come out. To the other two, in case of emergencies, that way when supplies and people came in from the mainland, there would always be one person there to report back what happened. The fact all of them were highly experienced in the field and all of them vanished completely is what baffles people. What about Roanoke? Huh? 200 colonists just disappear? What happened to them? Also, at right. that time, terrible forensics, you know? That was like 1700s and shit. Like, no one knew what the hell was going on. I want so, Doug to write a book on history. Yeah, it was like be, 1700s and shit. It was uh, be a real quick book, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking dum-dums. Dum-dums. That's right. That's what we want to do. We want to say we want to take something else fantastic and give it a more fantastic answer. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Alien squirrels. Aliens and squirrels. Yes. These are always possible. No, I agree. Um, like, those are situations, again, they're fascinating to think about because it's like, why did this happen? And we don't have all the answers, right? Have, hearing the things like, oh, the table was set for dinner, but no one, you know, chairs were flipped over. They were Someone was supposed to stay in there. What happened? They broke the right. rules. It's like, yeah. I mean, you can fill in the blanks with all sorts of shit. Like, it's, I mean, I'm, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm creeped out by the thought of that, right? Bad storm happens. They're not following protocol, you know. Let me ask this though: from a I, now that I, the more I'm thinking about this story, so people go, ghosts. What did the ghosts do with them? Did they consume the bodies? Like, what? I yes, it's a weird story. What happened to them? But I would say, like this disappearance. What is what is the leading? Like, what are the skeptics saying? Are they like it was aliens that abducted them or? ghosts that dragged them into the ocean or ate them like i guess that's what i'm it's mysterious but are we drawing a conclusion from it yeah you know because you know because that, that is the other thing too is just you know with technology improving most of the time this stuff the, these these uh sort of occurrences seem to dip you know once people get smartphones and things that can take photos way better than your 
you know, disposable dog shit, you know, uh, cameras that right. you had or Polaroids or things like that. All of a sudden, all these sightings just seem to take a huge dip once uh, technology and surveillance sort of. But that's not to say that stuff doesn't happen. I mean, look at that report from months ago where, what was it, the the Navy declassified footage of an unidentified flying object that the Air Force was tracking. And they're like, right. uh, we don't know what this is. Like, we don't know what this is, which pissed me off because Tom DeLong had a field day oh, with that. Oh, God, I'm sure he did. He recently got what uh, he got quoted saying goes, "I wouldn't have quit Blink One Eight Two if aliens weren't real." Like just, but he's still. When you heard that? Did you just lose your? I was shit? like, "You're still doing angels and airwaves, you asshole! <laughs> You're still in a band." Ugh. First of all, slightly that's not true. He goes, "Doug is that guy who yells, that's a Photoshop at every photo that's slightly unbelievable." I mean, I'll say, look, I'll look for imperfections. I'll look for. Things that's just like, like I'll give you a perfect example. One of the videos we watched of this ghosts was it was footage of a young boy laying in what appears to be their parents' bed. He's like laying sort of face down. He's got his blanket on him. The camera's on him for I don't know thirty to forty seconds, and the blanket just mysteriously like moves off of his shoulder. And, and then within add, the camera is in a very odd position. Yeah, it's like that wouldn't be there. And then we're almost instantly almost instantly the parents come in like oh my god what happened it's like look man i've got a camera on my kid i'm never looking at it unless she's making noise okay so right. I, the fact that they were and i was like i didn't hear a door open i didn't hear anything it's like they were in the room with them like that's right. just you know because <laughs> we're talking like less than a, less than two seconds later, the dad was leaning over. And the mom's like, I don't face. like this. I don't understand what's going on. He's like, oh, oh. But I noticed they didn't exactly wake the kid up either because that's no. a bad idea. <laughs> right. But you can hear the dad audibly say in that clip, he goes, do you see the blanket moved? He's like, oh. Like, we don't need the, we don't need the exposition. Yeah. And there's another one that was absolutely terrifying, but I don't see what it had to do with ghosts. There was, uh, I don't know, a toddler that stood up on the, edge of their crib like got up on the crib climbed up was standing on a very thin piece of wood and was just going ah, 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 and then they fell over in their crib i was like yeah that's unsettling um not cool but i didn't see any ghosts in that room the kid freaked out i've done a lot of dumb shit in my sleep a lot of dumb shit like really stupid things where i'm like i in college just I was having a dream. I woke up. I had a loft of bed. I just jumped off. I didn't take the ladder down. I just went. I just, I remember sitting on the floor being like, why the fuck did I just do that? Like, wow. I'll tell you what ghosts, you know, ghosts right. made me do it. So his roommate you know. woke up and Doug was, ah, ah. I would, I would shit myself. If I woke up and there was a Doug standing over me going, ah, I would lose my mind. I so would I, just start swinging at that point. So uh, I says, ever uh, hear your child talking to themselves the night before they can create words and sentences and then watch them looking out into the darkness while they're doing it? Yeah, it's unsettling, but they're also kids. I have, like, I wish we would stop that kind of shit because that gives me fucking goosebumps. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's it's like, especially when you're not used to hearing your kid, like, talk. They're just making noises. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? They're like, bah, bah, yeah. bah, 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 bah. you're like, huh? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, 
I'm very quickly understanding because Drew has for a long time said that one of his greatest fears is in in a very normal way, little girls, right? Like or little children. But we're talking about specifically like those girls from The Shining, like any sort of like ghostly childlike figure, specifically like a little girl with that high pitched little girl. Like there's something very you can easily make that very unsettling. And I am very quickly understanding where he's coming from, because the more of that kind of shit that I see, the more I'm like, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. I think what it is, is it's the innocence of children. And it's like there's no motivation there to lie. So they're like, yeah, I'm talking to so and so. Don't you see them? And then you're just like. Well, that's fucked. We're all going to die. Burn like, the house down. Like, leave them in it. What in the world? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think um, I think it's also just one of those things where um, I think you nailed it because it's it's similar to it's like the reverse situation where we 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 hate when kids are the victims in situations because they're trusting. They're innocent, right? Right. So it's the reverse of that where the child who we assume is innocent is actually the malicious has the malicious intent. And that is very unsettling to us yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways. And for good yeah. reason, like it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, which I can see why, you know, people would feel that way about it. They're like, I don't like it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. <laughs> that checks out. And married with gaming. You're, you're right. Burning the house down only releases the ghost squirrels. So you can't do that. Never it turns burn the, the, house go- the squirrels into ghosts. And then you're really in some shit then. Right, because what kind of nuts do you think they're coming after then? That reminds me, there's an episode of uh, Rick and Morty where uh, Morty asks Rick to build him something and Rick's just being an asshole. He's like, I want to be able to you know, understand what animals are saying. He's like, fine, here you go. He builds in this thing. He puts it on his head and like Morty's going around pointing to different things, hearing what they're saying. And then he just sort of nonchalantly points at the squirrels and they're like planning like a coup. <laughs> and they're like just very much like just like, and then what we'll do is when and they see they know some Morty's looking at him, they're like, Hey, the kid's looking at us like he can hear us. And, he, and Morty like kind of freaks out and he turns away and goes, Hey, hey little boy, hey little boy, can you hear us? And he's like walking all of a sudden, all these squirrels sort of like start converging on him. They're like, get him. And he runs into Rick. And Rick's like, Oh my god, the one thing you listen to is the squirrels. He's like, We're fucked. We gotta get out of this dimension. We're screwed. The squirrels are onto us. We gotta go. Like he's like, I'll say goodbye to this reality because we're leaving right now. It's like one of the best fucking things like, in the world. Like he knew that the squirrels were dangerous. And he and Morty's like, Why didn't you tell me? He goes, I didn't think you were gonna be that fucking stupid. Like just <laughs> He's like, Pack your shit, we're leaving. <laughs> This is right up my alley. Dude, serious. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, there's an episode where there's multiple uh, realities of of them, and it's amazing. Like, it is, is it the one where they can't – there's a replicator, and they can't figure out uh, – there, there was an episode that I saw where, like, there was, like, a, like a stick figure person, and, like, uh, he was uh, – oh, God, what – I'll have to, we'll come back to it. Don't worry about it. Well, there's an episode where I think it's season two, episode one, where they had frozen time for a really long time. Okay. And then when they started it back up again, it created <laughs> Sonny Ghost. There's about four yeah. or five episodes that fit that description. I realized the futility <laughs> of what I was doing, so I stopped. But they, because they started up time again, it, it created a little bit of uncertainty. And okay. anytime they were unsure, um, it created a split. And their reality. Okay. So they were existing in two places at the same time. 
and uh, I think it, it references Schrodinger's you know cat, where he's like, yeah. "We both exist and don't exist because you assholes are so uncertain." We're splitting up, and so like it's a phenomenal episode. Like it, the writing on it is is absolutely ridiculous it's phenomenal but you just see this point where they're splitting into all these different personalities and rick thinks his other personalities are trying to kill him so it's like it is it's fucking incredible you'd love it it's so good oh yeah mr b6 oh god that episode what was that hold on what was that episode hi there i'm mr b6 nice to meet you that one's essentially Rick gives uh, Morty's family a box, and if they press it, it creates this creature called the Meeseeks. And you ask them to help you do something, and they help you do it. As soon as they're done, they die. But that's like what they love. That's their preference because that's their existence. But Morty's dad asks him to do something, and Morty's dad's really bad at it. And the Meeseeks start living longer and longer, and they start getting really haggard, and they start getting really pissed off and violent, and it's really, really funny. (laughs) Um. Hold on, I gotta do this, Rick and Morty, because it's gonna fucking drive me up a wall until I can figure this out. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's one of the, it's <clears throat> seriously that's a show. You know, I haven't watched Shit's Creek yet, but I have to imagine it's similar to your, you know, Shit's Creek. You oh, know? I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. Oh God, I don't know how to uh... describe it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even. Again, he's like a, it's like a, a pale hot dog in a blue shirt. Oh, is that Mister Poopy Butthole? Yeah, that's the one. I think that <laughs> name sounds right. But there was one. Ah, fuck it. I'll find this. Don't worry. I'll find it and I'll come back even stronger the next. Because there's an episode where they get like infected with parasites that burrow into your your memories. Keep going. And 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 they but they they want to escape and infect the world, so they burrow in, and there'll be someone that's been there that you think has been there for fifteen years, but it's just a parasite. That's the one. Yep. That right, one is one. fucking phenomenal. That's yes, one of the first that's episodes the my brother showed me, and I was like, that one is amazing. Like the insanity yeah. that happens in that one is crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin really does describe things like Noah. <laughs> Telling you, <laughs> those two, you two know. are spirit animals, man. I'm telling you, kindred spirits. You got it, Slotty, that's for sure. <laughs> so ghosts. So let's go back to ghosts real quick. Uh, right. Specifically, Japanese ghosts, because no one does ghosts quite like the Japanese. Very true. And there's this amazing article uh, that we found that that honestly was provided to us. Let's not hashtag credit where credits due, Justin. Right, and, we did no research on this. And they said, like, these are, like, the top seven ghosts that exist in the Japanese culture, and I'm just going to switch over to that now so y'all can see it. Um, but there's a, there's a couple of different ones, and this first one here is the uh, Kuchisake Ona, which is a murderous woman with a hellish gaping mouth. And supposedly, the uh, legend about uh, this ghost is her ghost appears as a beautiful young woman wearing a surgical mask, holding a sharp weapon, like a pair of scissors. She approaches people at night and asks them a question with sinister intentions. She says, am I beautiful? If you answer no, she will kill you instantly. If you say yes, she removes the surgical mask, revealing her gruesome mouth with a big smile, exposing sharp teeth. She'll ask, how about now? An answer of no will result in you being dismembered by the ghost. Say yes. And she'll make you as beautiful as she is by slicing your own mouth from ear to ear. An encounter with a Kuchisake Ona is a lose-lose situation, always resulting in death. 
And Slotty brings up a perfect. This is this ghost could be anyone these days. Like, yeah, what a great concept for a horror movie this would be. Yeah. Because everyone's wearing surgical masks now. Like, this would be impossible to tell. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Then there's Justin's other favorite right here. The uh, <laughs> good time to transfer over there. That is the Shoro uh, oh. Gumo, the carnivorous spider. Are we gonna get? taken down on twitch because of this i mean i don't think so but cool. we'll just uh we'll go and just transfer off of that just in case i mean it's a ghost <laughs> doing ghost shit it. yeah twice uh apparently it's a seductive spider ghost uh based on the real golden orb weaver spider um which in fairness that spider is sexy as fuck yeah man uh legend says when a spider reaches 40 years old she will transform into a Yoragumo and develop an appetite for eating young men instead of boring bugs and birds. <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It um, and there was what was the other one? Oh yeah, this guy. He's the best. The uh, the Kappa, the quirky river demons. Oh yeah. You know they uh the, 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 yeah they're they're crazy. They they have a shell like a turtle, green scaly skin, and a plate mm-hmm. on its head to fill with water at all times to stay alive. And they steal pickles. Uh, they love to pull lost children and animals into the water to drown and eat them. And they They're still a like playful bunch. They still like to eat cucumbers, but also human intestines. <laughs> what a what an interesting uh, piece of uh, specific backstory on this one. Yeah, what a very, very interesting. interesting yeah detail. I always find it fascinating the uh, different ghosts or demons or those kinds of stories that pop up in different cultures. Yeah, um, and it's funny because a lot of them have very similar crossovers. Like yeah. you can see where where uh, different cultures probably have influenced each other, and there's very similar through lines through all of them. But they all have their own unique uh, elements to them as well. Well, it's also interesting the idea of what is hell to one culture versus another, because right. typically for us the idea of you know of Western culture or the Christian faith or whatever, because I am a fundy Christian. Is that uh, you know hell? It's fire. You're 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 burning and all sorts of stuff like that. But when I took a class in uh, college, it was a uh, medieval literature. The idea of that to say a Norse culture would be heaven, because to them being warm is awesome because they're mostly in cold areas. So there was I think it was right. either in Beowulf or another similar story where their idea of hell is in the afterlife. You get strapped to a tree. That's over uh, freezing water, and the tree is constantly moving you, uh, getting you closer and closer to the water where there's uh, these demons in the water that will come up and try to get you and take bites off of you. So not only are you freezing in the cold, but there's this horrific like pool of awful things trying to eat you at all times. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. I don't like that. Yeah. 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 But the idea uh, of like how that's different from culture to culture is always fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, I've and I mean I've I've heard it even described where uh, hell, heaven or hell could be currently what like some someone on a very like um, uh, esoteric level who was like you know we're currently you're currently occupying someone else's heaven or hell you know and talking about how how going th- you may not you may die and then come right back into uh, an element of this life that is the worst possible thing you could ever possibly conceive of and so they like even for people who aren't religious they still have explanations of a heaven and a hell so i i feel like that transcends 
uh, a lot of different, not only cultures, but philosophies too. Well, again, it goes back to things that, you know, explaining the unexplainable, right? Like being able to, right. you know, that's why there's like polytheistic religions, right? They have different gods that ma manage different parts of nature or the universe. So if something's mad or if things are not going well, it's got to be, you can explain it with the idea that this god is taking its wrath out or is displeased. Absolutely, and, yeah is in charge of that sort of stuff, which is really, really cool. Hello, Noah Reno. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, Wolfslore says he has a different podcast that he listens to that talks about that weird occult and paranormal creatures and stories from all around the world. What's inspired some of them? It's super fascinating. It's called the Chilluminati Pod. Interesting. So if you're that interested cool. in checking that shit out, the Chilluminati Pod, you know, highly recommended by Wolfslore. So Sounds like they do far more research than we do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not who knows yeah. anything's possible um, yeah but it is interesting to see uh you know the, the different the different cultures and how they have their um like in in how they can make their way into different pop cultures and different like for example the ring like the the idea of that like the the, the female water demon or whatever that where it's the girl with that hair that that imagery comes up quite often in Japanese horror and, and, and lore. Um, mm -hmm. But it made its way into our Western culture and our pop culture through, through that movie. And then that's become a very popular trope now, or like one of those, um, I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it's like a, basically a ghost, a young boy who's all white and he's got like jet black hair and he's usually in like a loincloth or something. That's another one that is, that is very uh, typical in, in, uh, in different cultures that has made its way because it's so different and unique, mm -hmm. it it flourished in our uh, in our imaginations here. Well, not only that too. The uh, idea of what a hero is, you know, which we've talked about before, varies from right. culture to culture. Like, I think that's why so much anime is so popular over in America is because the idea of good and evil is so much more nuanced in in their culture, and the idea of like what a hero is, the idea of sacrifice, is huge over there, and and I think that is. Kind of a foreign concept <laughs> to most of the uh, United States and the idea of like oh, yeah. what sacrifice means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sacrifice is is, uh, is a concept uh, uh, like sacrificing for the honor of something is a very foreign concept to most Americans. Well, I think you know, bringing up the movie 1917, <clears throat> you know, the, there's you know that's purely about two soldiers who are trying to deliver a message. In less than right. 24 hours, because if they don't, a whole battalion of troops will die. So right. the idea of like, we have to do this, you know, especially if there's a situation where it, you don't know anyone over there, but it's like, I need to do this because no matter what, I have to deliver this message because I have to make sure that these, these soldiers are saved. Like, right. I've never been in a situation like that. You know, where I'm like, I, I, if I, I don't I send this cool. email, people die. You know, like I don't have that sort of situation. You know, if I don't tweet about this, the world might be a little worse off because of it. Right. You know, right. Yeah, I, uh, I think I we and we see it in a different, um, in different movies all the time, like with uh, Lord of the Rings. Like Frodo oh. was uh, allowed, or I mean, obviously movies starting back in the stories or the books, but. You know, he was willing to sacrifice himself for the great. Like, I'll get this to the mount and throw it back in, and I might die, but I will save everyone else. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, if forced, and this goes back to the to the paradox thing that we always talked about, is 
like, would you, would you sacrifice one for the many? Would you sacrifice yourself for the many? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, at least in Western culture, don't have that mentality or don't have that same sense of duty to everyone else. Yeah, it definitely doesn't exist. There's a lot of our idea of individual freedom, you know, is great, but there's always side effects to that stuff. You know, the idea yeah. of my personal progress, my personal journey, my personal success matters, you know, and other people, it's like, yeah, you're allowed to have that. But to me, it may not matter as much, you know, and it's, right. it's kind of a unfortunate side effect to a lot of that, that sort of stuff. And it's, I think it may have existed at some point in time, but it's hard to find these days where someone's like, I'm going to sacrifice, you know, for the right. greater good, you know. I, I do think that uh, we are seeing kind of a, a on a very micro level a renaissance of that happening where uh, like you see some of these like neighborhood activists and people doing like doing good for basically instead of like worrying about what their legacy is going to be. They're like, how can I set up our youth or how can I set up our neighborhood for generations to come? And there, there's a lot I think we're seeing in the social I know it can be a dirty word, but the social justice realm where people are actually doing things for good and, and uh, it's not, it's it's for very altruistic reasons and not for very selfish reasons to make themselves look good. They're doing it. And if they don't get the praise, that's fine because, you know, again, it's happening on a neighborhood by neighborhood level. And I think that's, I'm hoping that'll start to spread to a more like a a grander level that it's going to become regional and then, you know, national. And we, we all start to move towards back towards that because I mean, anytime you think about improv, Right. It, it goes back to improv uh, rules, which I think if if a, if society could live by improv rules a little bit more, I think we'd be better off yeah. where it's I've got your back. I'm not going to worry about me. I'm going to worry about everyone else on stage. And if I do that, everyone wins. And yeah. then everyone else is worried about not themselves, but everyone else on stage. And so the more you can start like it, it amazes me every time I think about the fundamentals of improv, how applicable it is to living better as a society you know what i mean yeah and i i I would love to see us move more towards that just listening right as i interrupted you just listening you know to what the other person is saying you know like it's it's being able to listen um is phenomenal i actually watched this really cool like under five minute ted animation about the idea of how to change someone's mind or changing people's minds and what's included in that and i'm not gonna remember all of them because it was just a quick thing but the idea was that (laughs) obviously um, it didn't change your mind because it was like beliefs and then there was two other things but the thing that i found interesting was they showed that people are more willing to accept someone else's opinion if it's different from theirs if they come from the same idea of beliefs and the example they gave was there was a mathematician who in the, I think, early 1900s uh, created a proof that really went against everything that had been done up to that point in time. Okay. But he's like, hey, look, this this kind of like flies in the face of it. But because everyone in that field had the same belief about how a proof works and how it operates, they were able to look at that and they were able to change their mind because they all spoke from the same belief structure, which I thought was fascinating. That's interesting. I really wish I remember what the other two were. Um, but uh, it was it's like the whole idea of I'm still dealing with the fact of how can you communicate to people these days in such a uh, 
volatile and angry and divided place and things like that i think are so important i think one of them was like understanding the values of the person and they gave an example of you know they kind of went to the political spectrum of this they said they interviewed uh some folks that leaned on the liberal side and they found that most of them valued um what was it fairness over loyalty so for them fairness meant making sure that everyone was taken care of versus loyalty so when they talked about they brought up the idea of you know the military and why serving in the military is important the approach that worked better for them was approaching it from you know the military is good because it provides jobs it provides an opportunity to go to college it provides all those things people who lean in that direction found more there it was easier to influence them from that approach versus like hey if you join the military it shows that you're loyal to your country like that didn't right. work with them right so okay it, it reminded sense. me a lot of like the disc behavioral stuff that i've stu- studied and things like that where it's like if you understand the other person's personality mm-hmm. and you understand where they're coming from and you can communicate in their language you can help have a better communication style and i think that's yeah, yeah. what is grossly missing nowadays is how do i reach these kids you know how do i connect with this other person and it starts with being able to talk discover where their beliefs are coming from where their values are coming from from where this other one that i can't remember is coming from like understanding those sorts of things as you're having a discussion because that's why i liked at the end of it it's like well how do you know what it is it's like well you have to start talking to people as you talk to them and you listen You'll start to understand these things and then it's possible that either maybe you'll change someone's mind or they'll change yours and it's just how do you appeal to that or it's right. not like it sounds like manipulation but what it is is just like that's how you have a conversation and i feel like the yeah. art of the conversation is so far gone that we're 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 really in desperate need of like being able to actually have a debate and a debate doesn't mean that at the end of it, I get to cut your head off and put it on a pike outside my house as like a trophy. <laughs> it means we debate. Some points you do well with, some points I do well, and vice versa. Someone's probably going to have more points than the other, but the idea is that we're going to debate, and at the end of it, hopefully we'll both be better for it at the end. Right. I feel like that's definitely an art that has been lost big time over the years because, I mean, our biggest debating platform is presidential elections that's the that's the the biggest debate that anyone's maybe some of the only debates that people are really ever going to see in their lives unless you know you watch a ton of news or you follow a ton of politics or are a nerd and you're in the debate club but like that's that is like the biggest platform debate that most people will see at least from the united states perspective and um it, it it has turned into in the last two three decades it has turned into just a nothing but it's not discussing differences of opinions and trying to hash out who's right or 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 not even who's right hash out um you know finding middle ground and finding truths it is just a pointing of fingers a slinging of shit and how can i tear this person down more than they're going to tear me down and it's become very divisive very hateful very just anger filled and yeah. i I don't know how we go back to having like a, like a, like like civil discourse. Like how do you, how do you go back to having uh, an educated point counterpoint? I think part of it is just losing the team mentality. 
It's like I'm willing. I want so my ingrained. team to win. I want my yeah. team to win at all costs. And if my team wins, even more so, I'm going to rub it in your face when my team wins. Right. And that is just the worst. It's just like it's constantly stabbing. It's this poisonous circle that we're getting into. It's like I want to dunk on this person. You know, like I want to. <laughs> you know, there. It's it's. There's this guy on my route to take my daughter to school. Um, you know, just without diving too far into politics, um, I, I live in Illinois. It's mostly Democratic. It leans that way for the most part. My town in particular leans in that direction. And there's one guy on my route that is a staunch Trump supporter. And part of me is like, you know what? I respect it because you're surrounded by people that most likely don't feel that way. Right. But this guy has doubled down in recent weeks because he had a Trump sign out. I was like, you know what? That's a bold choice. I respect it. And then a little bit later, there was another sign. And then another sign. And now I've seen there's three or four handmade signs. Oh, boy. That are out there. We're getting artsy craftsy over here. That right? are really out there. And I'm sitting there going like, as we get closer to election day i'm wondering what's going to happen like if trump wins what's this guy going to do to like flaunt that you know what i mean because that's what it's going to be right this guy is in it to win it right for his team or the other side of it is like if he doesn't win because he's tripled down on this (laughs) is anyone going to come by and like mock him because that's the thing right it's the idea of I think what we're confusing, we're confusing it with justice. Like there's going to be justice here where I'm going to come on and be like, you and your dumb fucking signs. Look right. at this shit. Like you spelled this shit wrong on your sign. You're a dumb shit and you lost. I'm going to take your sign. I'm going to throw it. Down. It's like that doesn't help. It's tempting. Motherfucker is it tempting to be right. basically want to go by that guy's house and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But also part of me would be like, tell me why. You had one sign. There's seven now. Why? Like, what What about this is making you just go to this extent? Because I am curious, and I would love to have a conversation with someone. I think it would be a yeah. good challenge because I'm not going to agree with it, obviously. Right. Especially if it's not factual. But right. maybe I could get a, just a glimpse into something that's like, what's going on here? What's happening? Because I think at the core, there's going to be some sort of fear. There's going to be some sort of motivating factor as to why something like this needs to exist. And I've said it a bajillion times. I'm going to say it one more time. In a, in a time, in an era of human history where we have access to more information we've ever had in our entire existence, we're a bunch of fucking morons who are spreading misinformation. We're right. lying to each other. We're, we're using confirmation bias to drive us to a point of just pure recklessness and tribalism. And it's really fucking depressing. What up, Duffies? <laughs> he says, Welcome. what up? What up, hoes? <laughs> uh, yeah, because the thing is that you got to think of it. Like if, you know, obviously most, I mean, Illinois, for those not in Illinois, Illinois leans blue because of Chicago yeah. and most of the surrounding suburbs. But most of the rest of the state, I think, I feel like from what I've heard, unless it's changed, most of the rest of the state, pretty red. But Chicago and its suburbs are so dense with people and population that it just it swings the state blue. Um, that being said, if most of your area is uh, is Democratic and most of it does lean blue, you want you look at that guy and you do think like, are you putting seven signs in your lawn 
as a middle finger to everyone else? Is this is this a I'm proud and I'm not fucking afraid to say I'm proud? Is is it like a defiant thing? Mm -hmm. Or do you feel does he feel attacked? And does he feel like he's almost got to put up a fort or a perimeter? Build does he need to build a wall of signs, if you will? Yeah, you right. Know? Oh, I see and, what you're doing. And save himself from from uh outside thought immigrating into his lawn. You know, I don't like you you kind of wonder which way is he approaching it from. I think it's probably a little bit of both. You know, he wants to be defiant, you know, he wants to, you know, make a statement, you know. I'm proud yeah. to live where I live, even though I'm in the minority. This is what's gonna be. Duffy's ghost. Yeah. We should ask the UK if they will date an ex again. <laughs> we can't govern ourselves. Yeah. Wolf's Lord says, I, just put up more obnoxious signs in your yard. Show support for the God Emperor in the Imperium. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor protects, you know? <laughs> Harumph. <laughs> Speaking of gods, um, you know, we had an uh, we had an excellent question that was asked to us that can an omnipotent being create a rock? Wait, how'd you pronounce it? Oh, I'm sorry. Can an omnipotent being create a rock too heavy for itself to lift? I mean, that's a good question. That's a good question, that's a, right? That's a fun debate one. Yeah. Um, let me explain to you why you're wrong and all okay. of your philosophies are wrong. Okay. Because you're a fucking idiot. Listen here, you dumb win. son of a bitch. Right. Uh, that's a good question. Because, yeah, like if if it's if all-powerful, all-knowing, all-whatever uh, has no limitations. Can they create something that then has lim that then causes themselves to have limitations, but in doing so makes def redefines their entire being as false? Like, that's really what we're asking. <laughs> Sorry, Slotty just uh, redeemed a, a word ban on omnipotent. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> so in case you're not familiar with this uh if you're not on twitch uh we have points that if you hang out with us you earn points and whatever and you can redeem them and one of the things we have is like a word uh, a ban on a word that you can do it lasts for for five minutes <clears throat> and uh <laughs> and then we had it so that if, if if i do say the word i have to do a sit-up so it's one of those things uh but i like that it was uh, much respect much respect um yeah i i would say that uh I would say that no, by by definition, this being is so powerful that they cannot create something that would basically render their existence to be false. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't know. You tell me an omnipotent being can't uh, kill themselves. <clears throat> I mean, what? I was going to go dark. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I need you to pull me out of that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I suppose they could kill themselves. I suppose they could. They could. They could. Oh, man. Yeah. Could they manifest themselves out of existence? I would think they'd have the ability to do that. Right. They're so powerful. They should be able to eliminate themselves. Yeah, but we're not talking about eliminating themselves. We're talking about, well, hold on. What is this? <laughs> Having unlimited power, 
able to do anything. So, okay, yes. So then in that regard, they would be able to... Watching watching the hamster wheel and Justin's head is the hamster's like trying yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm debating myself in real time. Like you're yeah. watching it happen right now. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I guess by definition, then maybe I need to flip flop on my position. By definition, if they're powerful enough to do anything, then creating something that they can no longer control would not be outside of their realm of power. Yeah. Duffy but says, I think go, the hamster tripped. <laughs> oh, dude. That hamster is suffering massive strokes right now. <laughs> I'm oh. very concerned for the hamster. Yeah. But in that same vein, though, Doug, mm-hmm. if they create something that they can no longer manipulate or control, have they then put a limit on their power, rendering them non-omnipotent? Yeah, let's go back to the main point. My, my point was, I think an omnipotent being could kill themselves because they're powerful enough to create their own end. That makes sense. But yes. are they able to create something that is so powerful, like something as simple as create a rock that they can't lift? Right. Then are they do they cease to be omnipotent at that point in time? Yes, because again... By definition, having unlimited power, able to do anything. So yeah, because if be they if they can't do it, it then right. they're not omnipotent. And if they can do it, they're not omnipotent. Exactly right. <laughs> so basically, we have caught Dormammu in a time loop <laughs> is what we've done. Ah, that's, that's amazing. I love it's it. It's a really great... Uh, paradox or or mm-hmm. riddle. It's a it's a really really good one. I very much like this. Yeah. I'd be very curious to see. I know there's a lot of uh, you know jokes going on in the in the chat, but I'd I'd love to uh, I'd love to hear what the 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 Twitchers think, and I'd love to hear what the the listeners to the podcast think too. Like, is that something? Can someone do that? Can someone yeah. who's omnipotent do that? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave with the fact that they. They can, and in doing so, they sacrifice their omnipotence. I would have to agree with that. I think that they could make it, but then in doing so, they render themselves they render themselves uh, neutral again. Semi-potent. <laughs> Semi-potent. <laughs> Which was my nickname. Wait, school. why do we need an email address for this, Lottie? I don't think we do. Oh, gotcha. If, yeah, if you want to email us your thoughts, it's mindgappodcast at gmail.com. Send us your why thoughts. Why you want to email us? A, I don't want to check that now. Why? <laughs> That's the whole point of having an email. Yeah. All right. You going to open up all the dick pics we're going to get, Doug? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. God, that looks so gross and phallic. Followed by... I just poop-jaculated my moist missile. Justin, you gotta take a look at this pic. It is amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, fuck me, slutty. Yeah. <laughs> Duffy says, figured we would send feet pics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Crucial point in the omnipotence debate. Here's my hairy feet. <laughs> Wait, what? Why are we... What? No. I don't understand what this has to do with hobbits. I don't get it. <laughs> I have another question for you. Yeah. I have a question. If 
an omnipotent being were to go up, could it duplicate itself? Could it replicate itself and then fight itself? And if so, would it win against itself? It's also called the throwdown paradox. Welcome to the throwdown. Yes, it is that time once again we have entered the throwdown, the realm of which two things enter and one thing leaves. That was really good, Justin. Thank you. Off the top of my dome. I know. That was really good. What does Wolf's lore say here? I mean, that would make sense that they could. I mean, considering gods in certain mythologies could give up godhood. Huh. Yeah. Duffy's making a very, not having been here the entire time, <laughs> making a very apt uh, callback saying aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Lottie, I'm not going to repeat what you said, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So the throwdown. <laughs> back to the um, throwdown. Back to the throwdown. Um, today we're going to do uh, two. We've done one of these people before. Um, and we're going to bring him back and we're going to go up uh, against a another monster hunter. So it's going to be Blade. Sorry. Today's throwdown is going to be Blade versus Geralt of Rivia. Dun, Geralt of Rivia. Dun, 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 dun. Which I think this is a fantastic throwdown because you've got sword masters. You've got some supernatural elements between them. They're both extremely accomplished. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, um, so let me pull up what we have here. We got. I, I looked up uh, and I put links to the, the hero's powers because uh, – while we while we generally know them, I think it'd be good to really uh, kind of. Uh, okay, here we go. Bum 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 bum. All right, let's start with uh, Geralt. Or how do you say it? Geralt. Geralt. Mm-hmm. Geralt. 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 He's a master swordsman. He's got enhanced strength, speed. And senses, uh, he's got signs. He's got, I he's got hate some, reading these dude, things because they he make spins it sound these so like you wouldn't stupid. believe. He's like, check out these yeah. signs. He can do the alphabet in under five seconds. That's right. Um, high intelligence, vast monster knowledge, healing factor, increased metabolism. He can eat a whole pizza and it does not affect his figure. That's right. Whatsoever. That's also, true. hard time getting drunk. Yeah. Yes. Um, Blade is immune to bites of typical supernatural vampires. Uh, he is immune to vampire hypnosis. So I would presume that would kind of spill out into other spells. Um, he lacked superhuman physical attributes, however, relied solely until, uh, okay. He got them. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so yeah, he's he healing factor, um, heightened senses, speed, agility, stamina, strength, um, master martial artist, boxing, capoeira, eskrima, jeet kune do, hapkido, jiu-jitsu, shotokan, karate, kung fu, ninjutsu, skilled swordsman, marksman, street fighter. He's adept in the usage of throwing knives. He's highly knowledgeable about vampire lore as well as the general supernatural. So. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it also says, of the Witcher. 
Yeah, it also says that uh, he has a rapid healing factor that attacks any alien substances, chemicals, or viruses in his body. The healing factor also eliminates any chance of him being rendered helpless or maimed from the inside. He's unaffected by daylight, and he ages slowly. Um, so here's what I'll say. Uh, well, I, I like I like where Wolf's lore is going with this. So what do you say here? He's like, Geralt would win. He's absolutely experienced in fighting vampires. He has various potions that heal or enhance his senses further. He has protection and signs and spells, as well as slowdown, fire, and basically force push. Plus, he has oils that make his blade cut easier through various types of monsters. That so- is a heavy, heavy stacked uh, heavy stack in his favor. Because that's what I was going to say. Is like Geralt has fought vampires before. Like He's fought those True. kinds of creatures. So... Well, Blade is obviously an accomplished, you know, everything. Everything. He is still at his core a vampire. So half, He's half vampire. So right. while he has all of like the benefits of a vampire, none of the weaknesses. Um, still, he's a vampire, and yeah, I think that um, even with his advanced combat tactics, I mean, I think you know you've got. Um, again, it depends on which mythology you go through because silver in the Witcher universe is strong against most monsters. Whereas typically silver is useful against werewolves, not necessarily vampires. Vampires is the old stick through the hot thing. But, um, I think Geralt would again, has those sort of things, you know, um, blade (laughs) D Cochran, a four welcome blade does, uh, does have guns that usually balances things. (laughs) (laughs) That is, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very solid point. Yeah. If he has guns, I'm going to put him as an advantage against Geralt. <laughs> All right. That's a plus one right there. <laughs> but if there are no guns, if it's straight swords. Right. And hand-to-hand combat or, or bladed weapons. Yeah. That's a good question. Slotty asked if one of the signs could absorb a bullet, because I know he does have stuff that can protect it, but I mean, how many bullets? <laughs> Right. <laughs> and are they hollow tip? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's a kind of a big deal. Yeah, I, I would think their sword skills would probably be evenly matched. Yeah. Um, and I think Geralt would have obviously you know potions at his disposal. That I he feel could like use. Geralt also comes prepared. Yeah, like he comes ready to fuck. Yeah, he knows what he's getting up against. That video that you kind of showed me, that trailer for The Witcher Three, he knows going in. He's like, all right, so I probably am not going to be able to outpace this one. Mm-hmm. So they're going to bite me, and I need to be in ready, you know, ready for that. And so I'm going to put acid in my veins, basically. Yeah. I'm going to almost sacrifice myself, but then inevitably it will kill them. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. He gets through it. I feel like he comes, pre- he knows his enemy. He comes prepared, yeah. or he can adapt very quickly. Well, that's what I think is he has that stuff as disposal to then, um, improvise as needed in those sorts of regards and his his knowledge and understanding of those kinds of creatures also he has a amulet that like it shakes whenever there's monsters nearby so the idea of blade getting a jump on him would be unlikely because it lets him know i don't know if it's monsters or if it's magic it's one of those things essentially it like in the trailer we watched it was very briefly but as he's walking through that barn his his necklace is shaking because it's like there's something here so presuming blade's a monster I think he's just misunderstood. Hey, it's okay. He's got you know, shit in his veins, you know? It is what it is. He's got poopy veins. He's got poopy 
ass veins. Yeah, I will say this. The only reason that I would I would go really lean towards Geralt is the fact that it says here in Dracula's Gauntlet, Blade and Deadpool are surrounded by monsters and Blade threatens to turn into a bat and leave Deadpool to die there. He should know Deadpool don't die. <laughs> so he's an idiot. <laughs> Done. Yeah. He may have all vampire powers, but he feels conflicted about using the ones that make him seem less human. So that's a flaw right there, you know? That's a flaw, right. And if if Gerald has... (laughs) If Jerry uh, over there, you know... Yeah. If Gerald has high intellectual intelligence, uh, I feel like, you know, he's he's, he's going to play. Yeah. I think... So... I think... Here's the thing, too, is I think think it's a a fun match to watch. Yes. Because these two will be very crafty. Um, Jerry of Riverdance. <laughs> That's the one. Um, I think it's I think it's it's a very close match. I think it it doesn't end unsimilarly from that trailer where he walks away very beat up, like right, very wounded. But right. I think because of the magic he has at his disposal, the potions, um, the different oils and things like that. That I mean, even in the show when he fights the Striga uh, in the crypts. He has an idea of what to do, but eh, it didn't necessarily work the way they wanted. He was able to improvise. He was able to, you know, make it happen. Like he's very, he can take a beating and he can do really well. And I think, you know, it it shows he's also a very accomplished swordsman, a very accomplished swordsman. So if Blade's best offense is a sword, I'm like, I feel like that's a wash. So. Right. And the other thing, too, is, yeah, like he has I think he has a far broader uh, experience range than Blade does. Like he has fought monsters that Blade probably has never even heard of, quite frankly. Uh, yeah. Blade can go up against lichens and he can go up against vampires. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, or at least that's all we've seen him go up against. So, yeah, in the movies, I don't know. I haven't read the comics. You know, maybe some nerd out there will correct me, but I feel like we got to call this one. I think we're both on the same page here, right? Mm-hmm. Gerald of Riverdale for the win! See, what happens is Blade, they're having this very epic, you know, sword fight, and he stabs Geralt right in the shoulder, and he's like pinning him down. He's talking shit, and at the very last minute, Geralt basically turns to him and says, You should have aimed for the head. And then just slashes him, like cuts his head off uh, with his silver sword, and uh, he beats him. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Crossover. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then he snaps his fingers. The reality stone changes everything back, and it's actually Thanos. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It was really Thanos the whole time, you know. Yep. You're not <laughs> you, wrong. Married with gaming. You got it, married wrong. with gaming. You got it. Yep. Very good. <laughs> it was still a cool line, you know. He doesn't own yep. the. He doesn't copyright that line, you know. Yeah. Wolf's lore says uh, this would be yes if we had a throwdown where it was Blade versus the entire cast of the Underworld. Blade would clean. I'd out. give it to Blade. Yeah. Clean house. Yes. I'd give that to Blade. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd also give it to Geralt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, man. That was that was really good. And it this is fun, chat. So much fun. So yeah, much fun. You guys going were through a blast tonight. Thank you for joining us for the bonus episode. The bonus, because uh there won't be it's one a, next week. So right. glad you're it's here. a normal episode if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Ignore the word bonus. But yeah. uh for Twitch, this was a bonus one this week. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin, uh what do you got to recommend, man? 
I am going to recommend uh, so on Hulu, uh, very interesting. Um, I won't make it too political, but uh, it's called The Killing of Breonna Taylor. It's a very interesting uh, documentary. F- for me, it lays out very clearly the events and the timeline of that night. And it also makes me very curious about what just came out about that, um, the settlement and what will and will not be admitted to and what's being put into place in Louisville. So it's uh, it's on Hulu. It's called The Killing of Breonna Taylor. Um, if you're at all interested in kind of knowing a little bit more about that night, uh, I would definitely say check it out. And then on a lighter note on Netflix, I would check out uh, – I Doug has been singing this man's praises for many a moon, um, Mike Birbiglia. Uh, I've watched Thank God for Jokes, and I've watched the new one. Uh, I know there's two more on there that I need to get to. Um, I've watched uh, Not Sleepwalk With Me. What was the other one? Oh, Either there's... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, crap. Uh, don't Don't Think Twice? Don't Think Twice. That's the one. Yes. Or, yeah, it's Don't Think Twice. Yeah. So I've watched that movie. I need to go back and watch Sleepwalk With Me. But I'm becoming a, a pretty big Mike Birbiglia fan. So I would say go check out uh, his stand-ups. He's very... Uh, far gentler than I thought he was going to be comedically. Uh, I thought it was, he, he's like a, um, if Pete Holmes is PG, Mike Birbiglia is PG 13. Yeah. Uh, my wait, Birbiglia is a master storyteller and he basically tell, typically what I've seen the last few specials is he tells one main story throughout the whole special, but he weaves in the jokes as he goes along. Right. And he takes off these tangents and then brings you back. And it's such an enjoyable experience i love it yeah it's, it's so good and most of his stuff is really heartfelt and comes from a really interesting place and so i He's very honest too yeah like in the new one he talks very much about why he didn't want to be a father why he thought he'd be bad at it why mm-hmm. how he got convinced to do it and like the story of that and it's it's very again brutally honest and i love the relationship that he and his wife have yeah it's yeah. it's amazing it's really good stuff so i will definitely back that up that's a Wonderful, wonderful uh, comedian. He's phenomenal. So highly recommend him. Um, got, I'm going to recommend again uh, Alex Melton on on YouTube. Uh, he's got such a crush on. This I got guy. a boner for this guy. Uh, he's a musician. He's on YouTube. Uh, he does. Mm, he does a lot of really cool um, covers. He does. He's one of those guys that does. What if this band did this song? Or like some of the favorite ones that I've seen him do is like he does quick clips of what if Blink-182 uh, wrote Free Falling. And then he did it for Fall Out Boy. He did it for The Wonder Years. He did it for, uh, um, oh shit, uh, I forget. all of what, But he basically did the same clip of a song for all these different artists. And then he's done country versions of pop punk songs. He does pop punk versions of just pop songs. Um, he does really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. Go check him out on YouTube. It's Alex Melton. It's a L E X M E L T O N. I think he's a delight. And if you're into that sort of vein of music, it's the best. He did a goddamn country version of blink One Two's first date. And I fucking like it. And I'm so mad that I like it. It's phenomenal. It just makes There's, me mad. I, I know it does. And I'm so sorry. It makes you mad. <laughs> I was like, there's, there's a universe another, where I would love this. <laughs> there's another cover that he did. I don't know if you've heard it. It goes. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He does a great cover to Trapped. Yeah. Headstrong. Yep, exactly. I'm so glad uh, you brought that back. 
Such a wonderful song. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so, gang, uh, don't forget, you can always follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash podcast. Drop us a like. Come hang out with us. Uh, we record our episodes live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And also, Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Central time, we do our video game stream. So, come hang out with us. We do silly shit. We have a good time. We love chatting with you. We have an amazing community that we're growing here. Some awesome people. They're the goddamn best. Um, and <laughs> Wolf's Lord. Man, Traps a Band I haven't heard in a minute. You missed an episode where we talked a lot about them. So, you're welcome. Uh but yeah, you guys can check us out on on uh, Twitch. We we love that. And you know what? I think it's okay to say this. We got our first uh, check from Twitch. So Ooh. super big thanks to everyone who subscribed. Yeah, who's... you guys are helping helping us keep this going, and it is beyond. Uh, we're humbled, and we we're we're beyond appreciative. So, so thank you so much. Seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, it's amazing. The people that subscribe, the people that uh, cheer with bits and everything like that. I mean, it's. It's 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 really really cool. Like it, it feels yeah. good to finally t- to get that and be like, huh, cool. Like yeah. this, this this there's and, a monetary value to this. Not that it needs to be, but it's nice to kind of be rewarded, you know, for what right. you're doing. So thank you all yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. It was very very cool. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube. We put full episodes there as well as highlights from the episodes, highlight from our video game streams, as well as some of the other video stuff that we do. So go check us out there. And don't forget to follow Justin on the interwebs as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, all the, you know, flick your bean, all the things that you can find us on. Uh, like us, share us, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. The big one is sharing. Uh, sharing is caring. So copy that link, post it to your socials, tell your groups, your throngs of followers to also follow us and say you'll like these guys it's got my stamp of approval and that goes a long way uh east 8th.com slash mind gap and then keep an eye on all two east 8th's social places because things things are coming just like when you eat some really good chinese food off that chinese buffet there's some there's something bubbling and pretty soon it's coming out we'll get to the butt in a second he gets it so With that, I say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, many thanks to you. Twitch, as always, a thank you. The OG listeners, thank you. And have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.